Chapter Thirteen of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Three. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Mysteries of Paris, Volume Three, by Eugène Sue. Chapter Thirteen: The Forced Friendship. We shall now conduct the reader to the house in the Rue du Temple about three o'clock on the day in which Monsieur D'Arville terminated his existence at the time mentioned the conscientious and indefatigable m pipelet sat alone in his lodge occupied in repairing the boot which had more than once fallen from his hand during cabrion's last attack the physiognomy of the delicate-minded porter was dejected and exhibited a more than usually melancholy air all at once a loud and shrill voice was heard calling from the upper part of the house exclaiming in tones which re-echoed down the staircase monsieur pipelet monsieur pipelet make haste come up as fast as you can madame pipelet is taken very ill god bless me cried alfred rising from his stool anastasie ill but quickly resuming his seat he said to himself what a simpleton i must be to believe such a thing my wife has been gone out more than an hour ah but may she not have returned without my observing it certainly such a mode of proceeding would be somewhat irregular but i am not the less bound to admit that it is possible monsieur pipelet called out the upstairs voice again pray come as quickly as you can i am holding your wife in my arms hola said pipelet springing up abruptly somebody got my wife in his arms i really cannot manage to unlace madame pipelet's stays by myself screamed out the voice in tones louder than before these words perfectly electrified alfred and the blush of offended modesty empurpled his melancholy features sir cried he in a stentorian voice as he rushed frantically from his lodge sir i adjure you in the name of honour to leave my wife and her stays alone i come i come and so saying alfred dashed into the dark labyrinth called a staircase forgetting in his excitement to close the door of the lodge after him scarcely had he quitted it than an individual entered quickly snatched from the table the cobbler's hammer sprung on the bed and by means of four small tacks previously inserted into each corner of a thick cardboard he carried with him nailed the cardboard to the back of the dark recess in which stood pipelet's bed then disappeared as quickly as he had come so expeditiously was the operation performed that the porter having almost immediately recollected his omission respecting the closing the lodge door hastily descended and both shut and locked it then putting the key in his pocket returned with all speed to succour his wife above stairs without the slightest suspicion crossing his mind that any foot had trod there since his own having taken this precautionary measure alfred again darted off to the assistance of anastasie exclaiming with all the power of his lungs sir i come behold me i place my wife beneath the safeguard of your delicacy but a fresh surprise awaited the worthy porter and had well-nigh caused him to fall from the height he had ascended to the sill of his own lodge the voice of her he expected to find fainting in the arms of some unknown individual was now heard not from the upper part of the house but at the entrance in well-known accents but sharper and shriller than usual he heard anastasie exclaim why alfred what do you mean by leaving the lodge where have you got to you old gossip at this appeal m pipelet managed to descend as far as the first landing where he remained petrified with astonishment gazing downwards with fixed stare open mouth 
and one foot drawn up in the most ludicrous manner alfred i say screamed madame pipelet a second time in a voice loud enough to wake the dead anastasie down there then it is impossible she can be ill upstairs said pipelet mentally faithful to his system of close and logical argumentation whose then was the manly voice that spoke of her illness and of his undoing her stays an impostor doubtless to whom my distraction and alarm have been a matter of amusement but what motive could he have had in thus working upon my susceptible feelings something very extraordinary is going on here however as soon as i have been to answer my wife's inquiry i will return to clear up this mystery and to discover the person whose voice summoned me in such haste in considerable agitation did m pipelet descend and find himself in his wife's presence it is you then this time inquired he of course it is me who did you expect it was tis you indeed my senses do not deceive me alfred what is the matter with you why do you stand there staring and opening your mouth as if you meant to swallow me because your presence reveals to me that strange things are passing here so strange that oh stuff and nonsense give me the key of the lodge what made you leave it when i was out i have just come from the office where the diligence starts from for normandy i went there in a coach to take mr bradamanti's trunk as he did not wish that little rascal tortillard to know anything about it since it seems he had rather no one should be acquainted with the fact of his leaving paris this evening and as for his mistrusting the boy why i don't wonder at it saying these words madame pipelet took the key from her husband's hand opened the lodge and entered it before her partner but scarcely were they both safe within its dark recesses than an individual lightly descending the staircase passed swiftly and unobserved before the lodge this personage was cabrion who having managed to steal upstairs had so powerfully worked upon the porter's tender susceptibilities m pipelet threw himself into his chair saying to his wife in a voice of deep emotion anastasie i do not feel myself comfortable to-day strange and mysterious things are going on in this house what are you going to break out again what an old fool you are why strange things happen in every house what has come over you come let's look at you well i declare you were all of a sweat just as if you had been dragged out of the water what have you been doing since i left you overexerting yourself i am sure and i forbid you ever doing so la look how the great drops pour from him poor old chick and well they may exclaimed m pipelet passing his hand over his face bathed in its own dew well may i sweat ay even blood and water for there are facts connected with this house past belief or comprehension first you summon me upstairs and at the same moment i find you waiting below oh it is too too much for my poor brain deuce take me if i can comprehend one word of all you are saying lord help us it is to be hoped your poor old brain is not cracked i tell you what if you go on so i shall set you down for cracked and all through that scamp of a cabrion the devil take him ever since that last trick he played the other day i declare you have not been yourself so flustered and bewildered do you mean to live in fear and dread of that abominable painter all your days 
but scarcely had anastasie uttered these words than a fearful thing occurred alfred continued sitting with his face turned towards the bed while the lodge was dimly illumined by the faint glimmer of a winter's afternoon and a lamp that stood burning on the table near alfred's work by these doubtful lights m pipelet just as his wife pronounced the name of cabrillon imagined he saw in the shadow of the recess the half-stolid half-chuckling features of his enemy alas too truly there he was his steeple-crowned hat his flowing locks thin countenance sardonic smile pointed beard and look of fiendish malice all were there past all mistake for a moment m pipelet believed himself under the influence of a dream and passed his hand across his eyes in hopes that the illusion might disperse but no there was nothing elusive in what his eyes glared so fearfully upon nothing could be more real or positive yet horror of horrors this object seemed merely to possess a head which without allowing any part of the body to appear grinned a satanic smile from the dark draperies of the recess in which stood the bed at this horrific vision m pipelet fell back without uttering a word with uplifted arm he pointed towards the source of his terrors but with so strong a manifestation of intense alarm that madame pipelet spite of her usual courage and self-possession could not help feeling a dread of she knew not what she staggered back a few steps then seizing alfred by the hand exclaimed cabrillon i know it groaned forth m pipelet in a deep hollow voice shutting his eyes to exclude the frightful spectre nothing could have borne more flattering tribute to the talent which had so admirably delineated the features of cabrillon than the overwhelming terror his pasteboard likeness occasioned to the worthy couple in the lodge but the first surprise of anastasie over she bold as a lioness rushed to the bed sprang upon it and though not without some trepidation tore the painting from the wall against which it had been nailed then crowning her valiant deed by her accustomed favourite expression the amazon triumphantly exclaimed get along with you alfred on the contrary remained with closed eyes and extended hands fixed and motionless according to his wont during the most critical passages of his life the continued oscillation of his bell-crowned hat alone revealing from time to time the violence of his internal emotions open your eyes my old duck cried madame pipelet triumphantly it is nothing to be afraid of only a picture a portrait of that scoundrel cabrillon look here lovey look at stasie stamping on it continued the indignant wife throwing the painting on the ground and jumping up on it with all her force then added ah i wish i had the villain here to serve the same i'll warrant i'd mark him for life then picking up the portrait she said well i've served you out anyhow just look old dear if i haven't but poor alfred with a disconsolate shake of the head made signs that he had rather not and further intimating by expressive gestures his earnest desire that his wife would remove the detested likeness of his bitter foe far from his view well cried the portress examining the portrait by the aid of the lamp was there ever such imperance why alfred the vile feller has presumed to write in red letters at the bottom of the picture to my dear friend pipelet presented by his friend for life cabrillon for life groaned pipelet then heaving a deep sigh he added yes tis my life he aims at and he will finish by taking it i shall exist from this day forward in a state of continual alarm believing that the fiend who torments me is ever near 
hid perhaps in the floor the wall the ceiling and thence watches me throughout the day or even at night when sleeping in the chaste arms of my wife his eye is still on me and who can tell but he is at this very instant behind me gazing with that well-known sardonic grin or crouched down in some corner of the room like a deadly reptile say you monster are you there are you there i demand cried m pipelet accompanying this furious adjuration by a sort of circular motion of the head as though wishing to interrogate every nook and corner of the lodge yes dear friend here i am answered the well-known voice of cabrion in blandly affectionate tones by a simple trick in ventriloquism these words were made to appear as though issuing from the recess in which stood the bed but the malicious joker was in reality close to the door of the lodge enjoying every particular look and word that passed within however after uttering the last few words he prudently disappeared with all haste though not as will be seen without leaving his victim a fresh subject for rage astonishment and meditation madame pipelet still sceptical and courageous carefully examined under the bed as well as in every corner of the lodge but discovering no trace of the enemy actually went out into the alley to prosecute her researches while m pipelet completely crushed by this last blow fell back into his chair in a state of boundless despair never mind alfred said anastasie who always exhibited great determination upon all critical occasions bless you the villain had managed to hide himself somewhere near the door and while we were looking in one direction he managed to slip out in another but just wait a bit i shall catch him one of these days and then see if i don't make him taste my broomstick let him take care that's all the door opened as she concluded this animating address and madame seraphin the housekeeper of the notary jacques ferrand entered the lodge good day madame seraphin said madame pipelet who in her extreme anxiety to conceal her domestic troubles from a stranger assumed all at once a most gracious and winning manner what can i have the pleasure of doing for you why first of all tell me what is the meaning of your new sign our new sign yes the small printed board printed board to be sure that black board with red letters hung over the door leading from the alley up to your lodge what out in the street in the street i tell you precisely over your door i wish i may die if i understand a single word of what you are talking about do you old dear alfred spoke not certainly continued madame seraphin since it relates to m pipelet he can best explain to me what this board means alfred uttered a sort of heavy inarticulate groan while his bell-crowned hat recommenced its convulsive agitations this pantomimic action was meant to express that alfred was in no condition to explain anything to anybody having his mind already sufficiently burdened with an infinity of problematical questions he sought in vain to solve don't take any notice of poor dear alfred madame seraphin he has got the cramp in his stomach and that makes him so very but what is this board of which you were speaking very likely it has just been put up by the man who keeps the wine-shop at the corner i tell you again it is no such thing it is a small painted board hung up over your door i mean the door leading from the alley to the street are you laughing at us indeed i am not i saw it just now as i came in on it is written in large letters pipelet and cabrion dealers in friendship and similar articles inquire of the porter 
gracious goodness do you hear that alfred do you hear what is written up over our door alfred gazed at madame seraphin with a bewildered look but he neither understood nor sought to understand her meaning do you mean to say continued madame pipelet confounded by this fresh audacity that you positively saw a little board out in the street with all that about alfred and cabrion and dealing in friendship i tell you i have just seen it and read with my own eyes what i described to you well said i to myself this is droll enough m pipelet is a shoemaker by trade but here he writes up publicly that he is a dealer in friendship along with a m cabrion what can all this mean there is something meant more than meets the eye still as the board further directed all persons desirous of knowing more to apply to the porter oh thinks i madame pipelet can explain all this to me but look look cried madame seraphin suddenly breaking off in her remarks your husband is taken ill mind what you are about or he will fall backwards madame pipelet flew to her afflicted partner and was just in time to receive him half fainting in her arms the last blow had been too overwhelming the man in the bell-crowned hat had but just strength left to murmur forth the scoundrel has then publicly placarded me i told you madame seraphin that poor alfred was suffering dreadful with the cramp in his stomach besides being worried to death by a crack-brained vagabond who is at him night and day he'll be the death of my poor old duck at last never mind darling i've got a nice little drop of aniseed to give you so drink it and see if you can't shake your old feathers and be yourself again thanks to the timely application of madame pipelet's infallible remedy alfred gradually recovered his senses but alas scarcely was he restored to full consciousness ere he was subjected to another and equally cruel trial of his feelings an individual of middle age respectably dressed and possessing a countenance so simple or rather so silly as to render it impossible to suspect him of any malice prepense or intended irony opened the upper and glazed part of the lodge door saying with the most genuine air of mystification i have just read on a small board placed over the door at the entrance to the alley the following words pipelet and cabrion dealers in friendship in similar articles inquire of the porter will you oblige me by explaining the meaning of those words if you are as i presume you to be the porter in question the meaning exclaimed m pipelet in a voice of thunder and giving vent at length to his so long restrained indignation the meaning is simply sir that monsieur cabrion is an infamous scoundrel an impostor the simple-looking interrogator drew back in dread of the consequences that might follow this sudden and furious burst of wrath while wrought up to a state of fury alfred leaned over the half-door of the lodge his glaring eyeballs and clenched hands indicating the intensity of his feelings while the figures of madame seraphin and anastasie were dimly revealed amid the murky shades of the small room let me tell you sir cried m pipelet addressing the placid-looking man at the door that i have no dealings with that beggar cabrion and certainly none in the way of friendship no that i am sure you have not screamed out madame pipelet in confirmation of her husband's words adding as she displayed her forbidding countenance over her husband's shoulder and i wonder very much where that old dunderhead has come from to ask such a stupid question i beg your pardon madame said the guileless-looking individual thus addressed 
again withdrawing another step to escape the concentrated anger of the enraged pair placards are made to be read you put out a board which i read now allow me to say that i am not to blame for perusing what you set up purposely to attract attention but that you are decidedly wrong to insult me so grossly when i civilly come to you as your own board desires for information oh you old fool get along with you exclaimed anastasie with a most hideous distortion of visage you are a rude and mannerly woman alfred dearie just fetch me your boot jack i'll give that old chatterer such a mark that his own mother shall not know her darling again really madame i can't say i understand receiving such rough treatment when i come by your own directions to make inquiries respecting what you or your husband have publicly notified in the streets but sir cried the unhappy porter sir interrupted the hitherto placid inquirer now worked up into extreme rage sir you may carry your friendship with your monsieur cabrion as far as you please but give me leave to tell you you have no business to parade yourself or your friendships in the face of everybody in the streets and i think it right sir to let you know a bit of my mind which is that you are a boasting braggart and that i shall go at once and lay a formal complaint against you at the police office saying which the individual departed in an apparently towering passion anastasie moaned out poor pipelet in a dolorous voice i shall never survive all this i feel but too surely that i am struck with death i have not a hope of escape you hear my name is publicly exposed in the open streets in company with that scoundrels he has dared to placard the hideous tale of my having entered into a treaty of friendship with him and the innocent unsuspecting public will read the hateful statement remember it repeat it spread the detestable report oh monstrous enormous devilish invention none but a fiend could have had such a thought but there must be an end to this the measure is full ay to overflowing and things have come to such a pass that either this accursed painter or myself must perish in the deadly struggle and wrought up to such a state of vigorous resolution as to completely conquer his usual apathy m pipelet seized the portrait of cabrion and rushed towards the door where are you going alfred screamed the wife to the commissary of police and at the same time to tear down that vile board then bearing the board in one hand and the portrait in the other i will cry aloud to the commissary defend avenge an injured man deliver me from cabrion so do old darling there hold up your head and pluck up courage and i tell you what if the board is too high for you to reach ask the man at the wine-shop to lend you his small ladder that blackguard of a cabrion i only wish i had him in my power i'd fry him for half an hour in my largest stew-pan why scores of people have been publicly executed who did not deserve death a quarter as much as he does the villain i should like to see him just ready to have the guillotine dropped upon his head wouldn't i give him my blessing in a friendly way a rascal alfred amid all his woes yet displayed a rare magnanimity contrasting strongly with the vindictive spirit of his partner no no said he spite of the wrongs he has done me i would not even if his life were in my power demand his head 
but i would i would i would vociferated the ferocious anastasie if he had fifty heads i would demand every one of them i would not leave him one but go along make haste alfred and set the commissary of police to work upon him no cried alfred i desire not his blood but i have a right to demand the perpetual imprisonment of this malicious being my repose requires it my health peremptorily calls for it the laws of my country must either grant me this reparation for all i have suffered or i quit france yes beautiful and beloved france i turn my back on you for ever and that is all an ungrateful nation would gain by neglecting to heal the wounds of my tortured mind and bending beneath the weight of his grief alfred majestically quitted the lodge like one of the ancient victims of all conquering fatality End of chapter thirteen read by Celine Major